0: Yeah You didn't think I was coming back, did you?
1: I had a feeling you might Mm. Mm. Well, Mm. I was hopeful
0: Oh, yeah (laughs) I got it right, huh? I don't know Take one, two, three takes (laughs) Oh, no, here we go and It popped out again (laughs) We got it. We got this under control, people. Marion Paz is having a... Uh, uh, giggle having, fit. Yeah, yeah. She's giggling at me, people. You know, there's always production problems with this show. Oh, welcome. But I'm back. Welcome back. Shamor. Is that what he says?
1: Something like that, I think. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting a Michael Jackson limited edition t-shirt in the mail soon. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> what does that mean?
1: You'll see when it comes in. <laughs> I'll wear it one day.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, people. So here we go again. Uh, listen to this. Here
1: we go.
0: Yeah. And we're on to the next episode of American Riddle. Hmm. Miriam Tazi, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you, Malcolm Riddle? Ah,
0: You know, Mm. keeping my head above water. That's good. Bit of a hiatus. You know, I had to take a couple couple weeks off. But uh, yeah, I'm back and I'm bad. That's how we do it here. (laughs) Listen to that. (laughs) Oh, I miss that guy. Huh? I do too.
1: That's why I got the t shirts
0: A limited edition Michael Jackson t-shirt. Yep. What's the picture of? Him like on his toes. It's like a silhouette. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a tough move for him. The first time he did it, he was disappointed. True story. He was mm. disappointed because he didn't hold it long enough. That was during dur- a during the uh, uh, Billie Jean uh, song, uh, first time he debuted. Debut or debut? Debut. I say debut. You <laughs> always say hey, it the right way. You know. <laughs> That's how I say it. Where I come from... And actually, it's début. Début. <laughs> that's, that's the way we say it. We, we're civilized. That's really cute. We're civilized people here. you know. With so the hand movement, the civilized... I, I am very cultured, people. And uh, yeah, that's the way it goes down. So yeah, I got to get a limited edition t-shirt. Yeah, Michael tried to stand on his toes. Uh, it was the Motown special. I think mm-hmm. it was 25th anniversary special. And when he did it, he was so critical... Uh, you know about his performance because he said he didn't hold it long enough and if you do watch it if you ever go back and you go on youtube and watch it you'll see he does that move and he holds it and then he it's like a second but being that i know that he was mad at himself you can see that he was kind of frustrated at that (laughs) at least in my mind since i know that does that make sense people yeah (laughs) it makes sense i don't know so he's a perfectionist
1: the whole family had it. I can family. just keep listening
0: to this, and over and
1: over, yeah. and over. Think about how many times you probably heard this song in many. your life.
0: Wesley Snipes was in this video. Was he? Yeah, Wesley Snipes was the villain. The, the dude he was who was he was oh, running yeah. up on. <laughs> That's I mean, I think that might have been one of his first roles. Yeah, probably. That's right.
1: Wesley. There were a lot of like featured people and stuff in his movie. His his videos were not just videos they're like mini movies oh yeah you know yeah. that was great people be- try to imitate that shit
0: it's just not the same hey, he took like it to the r next kelly. level <laughs> he took it to yeah r <laughs> kelly has stories <laughs> yeah, profanity and just there's just all sorts of lewd stuff going on people in, in closets and stuff huh something. something like that yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't want to know uh, damn did we play the whole song i think you did i might be getting in some trouble there people <laughs> Huh. Good night <laughs> Couldn't resist that, hey, But you gotta do it, right? It's Michael I mean Respect. That's, that's, that's the deal And you gotta get a limited edition t-shirt Are you still on that? I am on that I got a limited edition t-shirt I got uh, on right now Star Wars It's that's limited? Right. It's vintage Really? It's the vintage look mm. Retro Star Wars Hipster <laughs> No, I was in a Star Wars I was in a Star Wars when Star Wars came out You have to understand, you know it's uh it is what it is. But yeah, it took uh took a little bit of time off and uh now we're back, so I hope you uh you folks listening don't mind uh you know the break. I had a lot of stuff going on. I still do have a lot of stuff, a lot of personal stuff, business stuff, all sorts of stuff <laughs> going on. And it's take it's taking its toll on me. I mean I'm mm. I'm running myself ragged. I just uh uh I'm having a very difficult time. But I appreciate everyone's uh support. People come up to me And see how I'm doing And stuff like that That's nice. I just tell it like it is Not well no. Motherfuckers Not I don't I don't know if I say Motherfuckers or that, But not Not Why too well Unless you're being
1: honest You know
0: I am trying to find A better version of myself So it's uh, It's quite the journey And I think I'm over Overworked Overworked Underpaid You know the story I'm not going to turn this same way. I'm not going to turn this Into a pity party But uh, you know Right now I, I, I got my legs And my arms And my sight Some of my Hearing is okay time to time. I <laughs> you think your shit's louder than mine right now, I'm sure. But uh yeah, it's it's working out. Uh uh yeah, I've been working on some different wine programs in in the wine business, working with the hip hop restaurateur Rick Marrero trying to redo his wine menu and uh, uh change some uh, things up in his uh in his restaurant. That's fun. Yeah, and I also picked up some <clears throat> uh some different uh wines to uh represent uh, so thanks, you know, we've been planting a lot of seeds over the course of uh, the, the past year and, and just trying to regroup, re-energize, and re-emerge, mm. and you're starting to see it. So anyone who's out there that is starting their own business, um, you know, it's it's a long road. It's a, It's a very long road, and... Being an independent consultant, as I am in the wine business, pretty much, uh, you're, you're, that's exactly what you are. You're basically farming, and you're planting seeds, and mm. one week after another, something sprouts, but it's not always, quote-unquote, a home run where it's a big sale, but, uh, you know, some some good things are starting to emerge, and uh, I, th- those are the things I need to focus more on, because yeah. sometimes, at least with me, when you get caught up in a low point in your life. And and you know, I'm not afraid to admit it when you're in a state of depression, your self esteem can take a nosedive and you focus on the bad stuff. Yeah. And that's the stuff that suffocates you. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And then you isolate yourself from people. So I, I've been trying to spend more time (laughs) around people and uh, kind of feed off their energy, but uh, it's challenging because a lot of the stuff that I do is solo. When I'm in the car yeah. going door to door, I'm by myself. And when I'm by myself, secluded like that, your mind, at least mine, your, gets sometimes your worst enemy can be yourself and what's in you going deep into your own thoughts. And uh, I tend to do that from time to time.
1: Yeah, but it also can be a good thing because then you're more aware of yourself. And then you can try to get out of that funk, you know, but it's the honesty being true with yourself is really important, even if it is negative, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I tell you, uh, you know, it's like I said, it's just, it's just one day at a time with me right now. And, and same thing with, you know, helping some of the clients out, uh, whether it's a, uh,
1: Well, you always go above and beyond. I so. do.
0: I do. You know, I keep forgetting that, uh, there isn't an S on my chest. Mm. It's actually a bat. <laughs> I got a cape too, but that's a whole other story. It gets the, in the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you We talked about that,
1: right? You I might don't know if not want on the podcast or not, yeah. but it's just not very convenient. A cape going around getting. But in it looks things. fantastic. It does, but it's just not it's practical. Nothing like a
0: good cape. I was actually There's in the,
1: short capes now though. Three quarters the... actually. Oh, I'm three sorry. quarter capes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know how. I was
0: actually in the store the other day, and I was looking for some material. For a tablecloth. I was like, why am I going to spend like, you know, $30, $40 on a tablecloth? I was talking to my son. Yeah. And when we can go to the material section and get a nice piece of material. You know, like it's like. fabric, Yeah, fabric. buck, yeah, 50 a yard or something like that. Right. Mm. So we go over there and I saw red and blue. <laughs> and I was like, hey, we could make some capes. <laughs> and he just looked. I wonder what goes on a child's mind when an adult <laughs> says something like that. He, he smiled, of yeah. course. <laughs> he thought I was like, that was really
1: cool.
2: We could
0: make some capes. And ma- uh, matching masks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you two together.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So that's that's that would be kind of uh, cute. That's how I do it, people. Uh, You're a fun dad. Yeah, well, I, I have my <laughs> moments, and they're few and far between. Yeah, that's for sure. That's a fun moment. But uh, yeah, the juggling act continues. So yeah, helping uh, helping out the customers, going above and beyond. Uh, You know, I'm a big believer in customer service Mm -hmm. and uh, helping, you know, clients and or friends out with their businesses. And speaking of businesses, we have uh, on the horn today, we have Brian Bolter. Brian Bolter is uh, a former Fox 5 here in Washington, D.C., former news anchor Mm -hmm. uh, turned entrepreneur yeah that's right turn entrepreneur brian It'd and change. i met uh many years ago i used to do wine tastings across the street from uh fox news and uh, uh brian uh would come by and we would talk wine and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then it kind of evolved into a friendship, a bromance. Yeah, (laughs) let's
1: call it what it really is. (laughs) I
0: I, I think very highly of Brian. I've always have and always will. And uh, have been honored uh, to uh, be in his company. And, 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 uh, you know, I I classify him as as a friend. And uh, I know his family. And uh, he has a a, a passion, like you wouldn't believe, about wine and just business and the community. And, uh, yeah, he... Basically, he quit um, a, a long—I guess I could say—a lifelong career in uh, television media and decided to open up his own wine bar. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we have uh, we have Brian on the horn. So let's uh, let's check in with Brian. Hello, Brian. Hey, how are you? Good, good, good to have you on. I'm sitting here uh, with my co-host Miriam Tazi.
1: Hi, Brian. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How
0: are you? So, oh, you, so, yeah, I just uh, did a quick rundown on, on how you and I met uh, uh, during some wine tastings when you were a news anchor at Fox 5.
3: <laughs> yeah, back in the old days.
0: That's right. That's right. And we were, I, I was telling uh, the audience that, uh, and it's not a live audience, but <laughs> I, was, I, was t- I was telling the audience that, uh, uh, you know, you, I, one of the things that I admire about you is the fact that you stopped... Your career in television media, and decided to take on your passion uh, of of an entrepreneur within the wine business, within the wine community, within the community where you live. Uh, tell us a, Yeah, tell us a little bit about about that and how that started, and uh, what that what that feeling was like, uh, uh, that first step.
3: You know, it was um, it was kind of a, a work in progress. For me, in doing that, uh, there were a lot of factors in working in local news that uh, played a role in me deciding that perhaps it wasn't my career path for the long haul. Um, you know, the the internet is really impacting uh, journalism, journalism in particular, local television, and, and, and doc- it's been well documented in newspapers uh, how it's it's really altering how people get their news and. That has a trickle-down effect uh, for those of us who were, you know, working at local news television stations. And I saw that back when, you know, the the, the Great Recession hit, right, 2008, 2009. Um, and so, you know, I, I felt like, you know, not to not to toot my own horn, but I always felt like I was kind of perceptive about big-picture stuff. And I recognized, even though that I had spent, at that point, you know, about... 19 years of my life in local wow. news that perhaps uh, it wasn't for me for the long haul. Uh, you know, and you, you combine that with there are there a bunch of articles at the time called The Great Reset and how the recession created an opportunity for people to sort of do some soul searching and level the playing field again in a lot of ways yeah. and uh, offered people uh, opportunities that they may not have taken if it wasn't for the fact that, you know, lives were changing and industries were changing. Um, and I I just kind of really embraced that concept. And so for me, seeing how much local news was changing, um, not being super confident in where the industry was going or whether or not I wanted to continue dedicating myself to, um, you know, uh, uh, an industry and a job in particular that was, uh, changing very dramatically and not what it once was when I first got into it. Hmm. Um, and then also, you know, in, in local news, there was, this is a long winded answer? I apologize. Okay. <laughs> no, in local news, there's also this, you know, this, this ongoing concern and fact of life, which is that if, you know, if jobs change, people change, you, know, uh, newsroom management changes, you get, you know, oftentimes you have to find jobs in other towns, and and I lived in Annapolis for you know about several years at the time. I'd been in the Washington Baltimore region for you know eighteen, you know seventeen years at the time, and I didn't want to move anymore, and I had kids and family, so all of that is kind of a, a, a roundabout way to say that you know when I recognized and you were you know with me in those those you know, beginning days, recognized uh, you know a passion for and an interest in wine. Uh, and how interesting it was, how cerebral it was, uh, and how ultimately it played into my, I think, my wheelhouse, which is storytelling, uh, which I had spent all my, you know, previous years uh, in in my first career kind of crafting, which is taking complex topics and turning them into, you know, easy-to-digest bites of information that are interesting. Uh, I felt like there was a real niche for that, particularly in Annapolis. So kind of goes from, you know, the industry changing all the way down to me not wanting to move my family anymore and finding something that I truly cared about and was passionate about and able to doing it, able to be able to do it in, in my hometown.
0: That's
3: uh, kind of the, how it got from point A to point B.
0: And, yeah, and, and I remember the, those early days. Uh, I remember a conversation that we had together and one of the things that I've I've said to other friends was to make sure your family is on board for this ride. Because I, I, you had at the time, two young children, married, and uh, the best piece of advice I could give anyone starting a business is home life, home life, home life. Make sure everyone is on board and uh, is along for that ride and is committed as much as you are. And uh, I've seen that uh, you, you guys, everyone in a, in action. So I'm sure that was a risk that you were thinking about. True.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was. You know, it, it, it's funny you say that because in in the end, that probably was one of the hardest parts of it. Uh, you know, when you have uh, an established life and career, and you know, most people still to this day kind of know me as Brian Bolter from you know local news. Uh, and to go 180 degrees the opposite direction. And it's, it's a risk. You know, you're giving up, a, an income, you're giving up, uh, a quality of life and you're taking a gamble on yourself. And, uh, you know, to get your, your significant other, in this case, my wife to, to go along for it, uh, you know, it took a, <laughs> it took a lot of talks. Uh, and she, she trusted in me, but you know, it's, 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 it's a big risk. And, and any entrepreneur would tell you the same thing, which is, you have to be willing, able, and confident to gamble on yourself uh, with eyes wide open that it could fail, and and so I don't I don't I don't pretend that that was an easy conversation or you know uh, months or, or you know and over it ended up taking a couple of years before I was able to finally take the lead, but uh, I think over time we were able to get it going, and I I was able to sort of transition so it wasn't you know and I would never encourage somebody to to decide one day and wake up and and decide they want to be, uh, you know, a commercial airline pilot and then just quit their job and go do it. That's not what I did. You know, I spent a lot of time, uh, mapping out, you know, how I would get from point A to point B. Uh, and it wasn't, you know, quitting cold Turkey and it was ensuring that I was able to meet my familial obligations as well. And, and, you know, over time and, and, the upside to that is while, you know, I think it was initially scary in in our family to do something like that, uh, ultimately my wife, uh, who now runs both our restaurants, she's sort of the general manager, uh, and I do the beverage buying now um, after getting them up and running. Uh, she's, you know, she's the rock that, that continues to, to help our restaurants succeed. And so, you know, she I think in a, in a lot of ways it helps in those conversations and taking the sleep helps her you know broaden her horizons and 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 spread her wings a little bit as as well as it did for me so it's it's been a fun ride
0: that's fantastic uh and you say you have two restaurants so your first one red red wine bar located in annapolis Uh, tell us how you came up with that concept
3: Uh, You know, I started uh, when I realized that I wanted to try to transition out of television in some form. I thought I wanted to be a sommelier and and maybe go down that path. And so I started taking uh, sommelier courses. And I recognized early on that, you know, winemaking in particular and then even, you know, being a sommelier at a restaurant involved a lot of, uh, biology and chemistry and, uh, you know, it's farming. And while I love it and appreciate it and spend a lot of time in the vineyards talking to people whose lives are, in, you know, enveloped by that, that's not what I felt like I could bring to the table. And so I recognized that early on. So I I saw that, that niche of being able to take what I thought was a, a really static uh, genre, which were wine bars, where it felt like they were, you know, hard surfaces and a little jazz in the corner and, you know, snotty people who turned their nose up if you didn't know what a rosé was. <laughs> and I, I felt like wine was too amazing a beverage and too interesting and too cerebral and too emotional, you know, to, to connect you to the terroir and the different parts of the world to have that wall of intimidation up. And so I spent, uh, once I recognized that, I spent every waking moment after recognizing that I wasn't going to be a sommelier to figuring out how I could translate my skill set into changing, you know, in my little corner of the world, changing the wine world. And so that's where Red Red Wine Bar came from. It's sort of a nod, a wink and a nod to the song, Red Red Wine. Uh, It's hard to forget, uh, and it Kind of ties in that connection between you know music and wine and that 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 emotional connection that you get between the between the two, um, and then it just started us off and running. And then once we got into Annapolis and there were zoning and and you know getting to the nitty gritty of trying to open our business, uh, you realize that it, when in downtown Annapolis you couldn't just open a wine bar. They they don't allow bars anymore. You you are required to be a restaurant as well, and so. That kind of pushed us into the restaurant industry, um, and and so we ended up becoming a restaurant slash you know bar wine bar or wine bar slash restaurant, and, and then that was, we were off.
0: And yeah, it, and one of the things that you highlighted was the music. One of the things that I find about you is that you've got uh, you get, you have style. You know everything that you do, from your logo to the to, to the way you uh, market yourself, the T-shirts that you have, your merchandise. Everything has a, a, a specific style and, and, and swag to it. Done with a lot of I mean? taste. Yeah, yeah. And and Thanks. and, 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 and <laughs> even even your taste in music. I mean, it's 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 something that uh, you know. I've I've followed you on Twitter and, and have just picking up pieces of music that you've turned me on to same thing right. with, same, yeah no i'm not kidding i'm like, I have, I have my playlist some of them are brian bolter playlists <laughs> <laughs> right on it's it's amazing but, but the same thing uh, with uh, uh, the some of the wine that you tweet out and it's on instagram uh i get turned on to and do you find that social media has been a big help uh, with your business and attracting people to come to your
3: business yeah you know social media is funny it's uh and and it changes it feels like almost daily um so yeah it's it's been nice for those who are interested in social media and that tends to be you know uh it, and I don't want to stereotype but often you know sort of our generation that and younger that will you know embrace it and have it on their phone and check it regularly and so that allows us to sort of continually provide updates on what we're doing and let them know that we're not, you know, uh, you know, not, not a, a, a green turtle, you know, where we just open the doors and then every single time you come, it's the exact same thing every single time. and, And that's, that's all you get. You know, we're, we're constantly changing our beverage menu. We're constantly changing, you know, and working on specials from the kitchen. Uh, we're bringing in new bands, you know, to play at, at both restaurants, um, you know, and I'm t- and I taste every every week, if not every day, to find new and interesting, uh, you know, beverages to to bring to to the table and to our restaurant. So I think uh, social media really helps in that sense. Um, you know, but it's also kind of a catch twenty two because you know, while those people opt in, they are you know one interested in you already, so it doesn't generate new business yeah. mm-hmm. um, necessarily unless it's word of mouth. And then two, the way, uh, you know, particularly Facebook works and, and Twitter to a certain extent as well, you know, Facebook throttles back your reach. So while we may have 3,500 people who like our restaurant, you know, on Facebook, I'll put a post out and only, you know, 88 people will see it. And that's because Facebook is throttling it back and not putting it in people's timelines trying to force us to advertise with them. Mm-hmm. And so... You know that so it's it's kind of a catch twenty two it feels you know you, you have all these metrics where you feel like oh we've got all these people who quote unquote like us or quote unquote follow us but you know how many people ultimately see your message yeah and even those people who see it you know they're the ones that have, that have opted in so it, it you can see how oftentimes social media doesn't scale as much as you would like and and I don't know the answer you know I, I find a hard time quantifying even the mainstream advertising that we do to try and get the word out and let people know what we do. So it's a strange time, you know, and, and, and the, I guess the irony of it all is, is that's, that's that fracturing of, you know, attention spans is what led me to open these restaurants in the first place. <laughs> but then it's also the battle that I have to try and find ways to, you know, get the word out and express to people the new and interesting things that we do.
0: Yeah, because the, the the that whole avenue of of getting the word out can be very very expensive. I know when I had my wine shop, I mean, I remember spending I remember at the time and this was this is you know, right in the beginning of uh of the internet, it was uh you know, $1,000 for a telephone ad. You know what I mean? I mean, right. I don't know many people that use the telephone book these days, but this is – I'm dating myself. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was it's so much money. Now, like you said, you can tweet it out. You can put it on Facebook. But how many people actually see it? And this is why I always say on this podcast, I always tell our listeners and people to share it. If you see something of interest, especially if you're supporting a small business like uh, Brian Bolter's Red Red Wine Bar – Take that and share it on your page. And then, you know, three, five, six hundred people or or how many friends that you have have an opportunity to see it as well. And I've noticed when I do a podcast and someone shares it and someone else shares it, it goes up from, you know, 30 to 60 people to 900 people seeing it. So sharing for sure.
3: Sharing is very important. You know, the viral thing is is interesting uh and ultimately you know the people who are 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 creating these social media channels are are trying to harness it so they can get money and so they're kind of using us as guinea pigs so
2: yeah
3: yeah, it it takes a lot of a lot of goodwill on a lot of people's parts and so you know thank you for for having us on something like this because it's it's nice to be able to share it with a new audience
0: yeah well keep in mind this ain't jimmy kimmel so it's (laughs) we've got we we, we well i'll
3: share it how about that
0: (laughs) i appreciate it Uh, (laughs) So you you start red red wine bar that's a success in Annapolis. Uh, your next venture, tell us a little bit about that one.
3: Uh, well, we were looking to expand uh, after two years the, the the wine bar, and we were actually looking in D.C. very closely at a property and, and a couple of different options to to expand the the brand. And um, uh, we had a real unique uh, opportunity. We have a really fantastic relationship with our landlord who owns the building that we're in in downtown Annapolis right on Main Street. Uh, and it's, it's a big building and it has, uh, four storefronts and then upstairs office space. And one of those storefronts we actually used as our sort of headquarters to get the wine bar up and running. And it had been vacant. It was uh, office space and been vacant for a long time. And, uh, through conversations with the landlord, he had heard that we were looking to expand. In one fashion or another, and uh, offered to us you know, so sort of the same opportunity to work with him again if we had a different concept. And I had been kind of mulling around in my mind a different concept from the wine bar, and sort of the yin to the yang of what we do at the wine bar. Uh, and I, I said, actually, I do have a different concept. So let me let me pull something together here, and let's sit down and talk about it. And so one thing led to another, and and that's how we came up with Dry five. And so. D Five is kind of the, uh, I say yin to the yang, you know, the wine bar is, uh, I, my way I approach our restaurants are kind of mashups, so the wine bar is 18th century Victorian slash rock star, that was the kind of the, the marching orders that I gave <laughs> Love to it. come up with the decor, and it's kind of, you know, crushed velvet, and uh, not loungy, but like, you know, kind of a, a, a regal thing, um, but very comfortable, and a lot of, you know, like we talked about music, you know, a lot of Citizen Cope and, and that kind of stuff. But I also felt like there was sort of the, that other half of the people in uh, you know, the demographic that we attract, which wanted sort of more of a rock and roll, edgier experience as well. So, you know, uh, you know, one night you might be in the mood for, for what the wine bars offer, and one night you might want to kind of, you know, have the more of a rock and roll party atmosphere. And so that's kind of In a nutshell, the concept that led me to Dry D five, which is a bourbon beer gourmet comfort food restaurant and sort of a modern industrial take on a speakeasy, like what a speakeasy would be like if Prohibition were around today. So not not uh, you know, Disneylandish speakeasy kind of thing where we have, you know, bartenders with suspenders and big curly mustaches, but kind of a nod to history, uh, but within an industrial motorcycle garage kind of vibe uh with a real focus on bourbon and beer which is you know the 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 other half of the you know the wine bar demographic for us um so we have, we do 140 whiskeys uh you know 55 of them are bourbons we have 12 beers on tap uh and it's a gourmet comfort food restaurant so the wine bar is more coastal cuisine um Maryland seafood and dry 85 is more um you know, an interesting gourmet take on you know pork asabuco or you know ribs with a nice you know blueberry nice. house made blueberry sauce twist to it and that sort of thing. So, yeah. so you know we 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 have a we have a um, a joke in town or at least between me and Lisa that they're the moms that want to come out and and have you know talk to each other and enjoy themselves over a glass of wine and they'll go to Red Red Wine Bar. But then when they want to go out and, and step it up a notch and drink shots of Fireball, they come to dry 85. That's
0: right. And, and, and I take it that you try all the bourbon and whiskey. So, so your, your <laughs> oh, jo- yeah.
3: That's the, as you know, that's the benefit of being the buyer.
0: <laughs> that's a hard job.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to taste.
0: That's right. Someone's Happy to do it. Someone's got to do it. So two businesses, uh, a beautiful family. Uh you know I want to want to thank you for joining the show and I wish you guys many 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 years of success Brian. Uh Thank you it, so much. You are, I really appreciate you, it. Well you I've said this before I said it to you and I've I've said it offline you are you've you have been and continue to be a great inspiration to me personally. And I uh, you know I appreciate I, it.
3: Yeah, uh, we, yeah we have a great friendship and I I really appreciate I really appreciate it. And and, you've been very helpful to us you know and me particularly. When we started off in wine and those wine tastings over at Paul's, I mean, it was that's what started it all for me, and I'm very, very thankful for, for that opportunity to to learn from you as well.
0: Well, thanks. I, I appreciate that. And then I, I haven't got a chance to work on your, uh, your mobile uh, wine bar.
3: Uh, oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. We take that out. We were just at a festival this past weekend, the, the Maryland Seafood Festival. Yeah, so Pouring that, wine to the masses.
0: That 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 concept alone, and I know you're pressed for time, but that that concept alone is, you know, it, it says, it speaks volumes of of who you are and and your style. The fact that you, you know, it's like the ice cream man. You know, you come coming coming to town, and this guy posts. For <laughs> the parents, I'm telling you, he posts up, and you can have beer. And it's not, he's not, he's got beer on tap. And wine yeah. on tap. That's awesome. And on the red wine on the uh, what is it? When you you got Fred Sanford, what is it? Red Fox. Oh yeah, red you know? fox. Yeah.
3: We got red red fox for our, our red wine tap handle and we got Betty White for our white tap handle. <laughs> and
0: every customer notices that, right? It's 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 just style. And you sit there and he takes it a step further. Brian will have uh his, his Bluetooth uh, speaker playing music the whole time, even if there's a festival <laughs> with a band playing bad music. I lie to you not.
3: I lie yeah, to you Yeah, you got to enjoy your work environment, right? So, that's yeah, that's yeah. why I left television. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this,
0: this guy, he's the real deal, people. So, Brian, why don't you tell, uh, tell the audience how they can find you online, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that.
3: Yeah, sure. So, uh, Instagram at uh, the wine bar, we're uh, Red Red Wine Bar. And Dry 85, we're Dry 85, the number 85, Annapolis. Uh, we're on Facebook for both restaurants. We're on Twitter for both restaurants. Uh, and then you can find us, uh, our website's www.redredwinebar.com and www.dry85.com.
0: Excellent. And located in Annapolis, Maryland, right off yep. right three, on Main three Street. three doors
3: apart, upper block of uh, Main Street, downtown Annapolis.
0: Well, I'm due for a trip out there, so it's, I'm sure. long, long overdue. For sure. All right, Brian, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks, man. That was great. Uh,
0: Thanks, guys. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. It's a real deal, huh?
1: That's really cool. He's huh? really smart. <laughs> Inspiring, you know yeah. what I
0: mean? And and this is what I'm talking about. This is when you have something in, in your mind. You have a scratch that you have to itch. He had this. Yeah. And this vision. And he... He, he just went for it. He, and he went for it. He, didn't, he went for it really, like... With a lot of
1: love and care, you know what I mean. And
0: and he 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 had a strategy. Yeah, he had a strategy. Yeah, he had a strategy. I mean, it was I saw it in the beginning. All right, so let me just give you guys some backstory. I would do these wine tastings in uh, in Chevy Chase, Chevy Chase, Maryland, right yeah. at Paul's Wine and Spirits. So it's Paul's Wine and Spirits off Wisconsin Avenue in Washington D.C. It kind of it borders Maryland D.C. and uh, Fox Five right across the street. So he would come in. On his break before the evening news. And news guy, look at this guy coming in. You know what I mean? All <laughs> dapper, you know? And, uh, uh, you know, we struck up a conversation and we would talk wine. And, uh, you know, me, when I pour wine, I'm usually talking music, movies. You yeah, know, you're not the yeah, smoothie type. But what, what are we going to talk about? You know, I'm not going to talk about the altitude. You know, I don't know it. Just like you said, it just, it, there's chemists out there. Okay? <laughs> I don't know chemist stuff. Okay. I don't know scientific stuff. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna put myself into that corner. Uh, I'm not gonna pigeonhole myself, as mm. Brandon Alter would say. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna do that and, uh, uh, and be engaged in a conversation that I know nothing about. Mm. You know, Miriam Tazi. I know about the <laughs> flavor. I know about the profile. I may know the winemaker, and the winemaker is probably a lot like us—kind of wild and crazy. And any other people do the other stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, But, uh, yeah, we would have these conversations, and one thing led to another, and we started uh, 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 meeting up. Uh, We'd go out to lunch, go out to dinner on his break, and uh, uh, that was just great just because uh, we we both had an interest. And, you know, when someone finds an interest, it doesn't matter if they're a local celebrity or not. When somebody doesn't take themselves so seriously, I'm attracted to that, Mm -hmm. you know, male or female. (laughs) Just to put that (laughs) out there. I don't know why I said that, but... I, I just, I am. I, I like good people. I like mm. honest people. I like real people. Mm. And what was cool about Brian was he would come. He'd be in his suit and his hair would be spiked up. And then I'd see him on TV an hour <laughs> later and his hair's combed over. This is Brian Boulder. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it was it was cool and then he would of course we talk shop, you know, I tell him about my the wine business, the distributors, how I pick, the distributors I use, all that good stuff. And but it is the stuff he knew. I think he just wanted some confirmation mm. that he's on the right path. Yeah. And I could see his mind working. Mm. And uh and and it was it was amazing because it was not as he stated an overnight thing. I mean, he it was our friendship was, you know, at that point, uh, good, well, year, two, and then beyond before he opened Red Red Wine Bar. It was like that second year, I think, and uh, he's just very innovative because he would shoot commercials on his iPhone and then he would post them, edit them, post them, add music, and put them on the website and on Facebook for people to see, and it, it was a work in progress. He would go in and it was a gutted facility, and he would post that video and take you along that journey, journey. Yeah. and he would have his wife and his children and uh, you know come on it, it, it's up close and personal and isn't that what it's about cool. huh yeah. is, does it always have to be about uh, you know uh, signing on the line that is dotted? Uh, does it always have to be about I know it is a a business. And it's about dollars and cents, but he makes it personal. You know, he makes it up close and personal. You see his wife in there. He just said, I mean, you know, he had, he didn't have a lot of time. I'm sure he had to get Lisa to work, make sure she clocks in on time, make sure she's <laughs> showing up. You know what I mean? You know? Now Lisa's is a wonderful woman. They're, they are, they're a testament of real human beings. Like I, I could, I could tell you this, I could drive to Annapolis right now and knock on their door and they would welcome me in. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, uh, no appointment needed. You know? <laughs> no appointment needed. I don't have to, you know, I'm coming in at this time or something like that. He makes time, you know? No. And I send him the text about doing, the, doing this program. And, you know, he makes time. And he is a busy man. I mean, you know, like I said, uh, for those parents out there, you know, having a wife, two children, and uh now that two businesses yeah. uh it takes a, a lot, lot. so uh <clears throat> it it's been uh it's been wonderful uh, watching uh watching him grow. I'm glad
1: it's going so well for him that it's like really successful.
0: Yeah, I I see I, I see. mean, I can
1: see I can totally see why though, you know? He did it
0: right. He's smart, too. Yeah. yeah I I love I love watching people's mind work you know when they when 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 you first conceive something and you can see it see that motor see that spinning and then all of a sudden they, they start putting it in place and it's not just not, not, not just within business it could be within music it could mm-hmm. be your your job that you're passionate about whatever arena it is yeah. but you know those people and, and it's fun to watch and you know that it's uh it's fun to uh feed off their energy you know it's what I inspiring mean? like you said Very much so, and and I encourage you guys listening to, uh, you know, take a trip out uh, to Annapolis because we're approaching the fall season, and it's still pretty out. Nice drive, uh, go through Main (laughs) Street and go through the the town of Annapolis, a lot of historic things. I mean, his business has been documented also, I think. Oh, yeah. Some... uh, In the
1: Washington Post and the Gazette, all these good things. Yeah,
0: I mean, he spends a lot of hours... Picking out the wine, the food, the menu. Well, also
1: writing about them, but also in a non-pretentious way. You know what I mean? So that people can learn and actually be interested and think about what they're drinking, you know, instead of just, oh, give me the Pinot Grigio or whatever. You know, there's a little bit more thought put into everything. Oh, there's telling so you. much, that's what I meant. There's so much love and care with everything. In we this, so. we
0: did the festival and uh, we were in the mobile uh, Red Red Wine Bar uh, mobile unit. I don't know. I'm sorry Brian I don't I forget what it's called or how do call it it's just, it's basically a, a a mobile wine bar. Yeah. It hooks up to it's his truck What it sounds and you like pull <laughs> it and it's like the ice cream man. I am not I I kid you not. Okay, like the food trucks. Yeah. This is a wine and beer truck. Not yeah. only that, it goes above and beyond that. It's liquor. <laughs> you can make a drink. And we're serving people and I'm like, you know, you would think maybe he'd cut corners and have some cheap wine. He was, he had Grenache and Syrah. (laughs) He, you know, he he had good wine on tap. You know, (laughs) what's better than that? It's awesome. And I like, he had good prices. I mean, I think they were like six bucks a glass, and they were, you know, they're healthy. It's not like, you know, we, he has stemware also, you know, it's, it's, you have to, you know, abide by the whatever rules and county you're in. So it's like a cup. You can't, yeah. you can't be walking around with like some crystal stemware, but if it was up to Brian, I'm sure <laughs> there'd be some red, red wine bar, uh, crystal stemware that everyone would have in, and beer mugs in their hands. But mm. you know, one of the things I couldn't do too well was the tap. I always put a little bit too much foam. I think he got frustrated at me a couple of times because <laughs> uh, I kept doing it.
1: You got to get the technique. I was trying to. I kept
0: And then I'd see him look over at me to see if I was doing it right. You have to lean it at, yeah. a, at the right angle. Yeah. You know, but that's, oh, it's a, it's, it's, it's a machine, Brian. I don't know what you what, what you. know <laughs> mean? Yeah. <laughs> blame everyone but myself i was like yeah i think it's uh, shaking up or something something's going on down there can you check it out there's a lot of foam coming out you're killing me man i remember him saying that i was just nervous the whole time i was like oh no i don't want to bromance friend my friend i don't want (laughs) to (laughs) lose don't screw this up oh no he's uh he's fun he's he's a delight to work with he uh i was supposed to do an event with him a couple few weeks ago but i was booked up and i uh broke my heart because it's 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 so fun being able to uh, work alongside of him, but also to be, you know, in that, uh, in that mobile unit. You know, it's <laughs> it just, because, fun to be in there. Well, you remember as a kid, the ice cream man would come, and now you have the food, different food trucks mm-hmm. that are all over. The, it's That's super just, trendy. Yeah. Just swept the nation. Mm-hmm. There's wine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Good wine. Make a drink if you want it, you know? And, and you know, he keeps the price fair. Yeah. And well, it even you, at
1: his place, yeah.
0: Yeah, it keeps keeps you coming back. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, if you if you people are listening, definitely check uh, check out uh, uh, Brian and Lisa Bolter's establishments, Red Red Wine Bar and Dry eighty five. I still haven't made it to Dry eighty five, so maybe we need to take a, an American Riddle trip. That would be and go out awesome. to uh, it looks like the shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah on Instagram, the, I mean, all the pictures just like it, it just. Just awesome. Yeah. The you know, decor. I'm, I'm, waiting is just, for, I'm just waiting for Cab Calloway to come out, you know what I mean? Singing Heidi, Heidi, Ho or something like what? <laughs> Did I date myself? <laughs> I, I wasn't alive when Cab Calloway was singing Heidi, Heidi. Well, he was alive in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, he was in the Blues Brothers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Blues Brothers. Dan Aykroyd. John Belushi. Represent. Love that shit. Oh, yeah. I'm glad, glad we got that one uh, under our belt. You know, not too bad, huh? I had a couple technical issues in the beginning, but we're here, you know? Miriam Tazi was laughing at me, people. I have to. I, uh, yeah, no, we, we, the podcast itself, we're moving, don't worry. You know, sometimes I do have to, I want to be consistent, you know what I mean? I want to be bolter consistent, you know what I mean? <laughs> Bolter-esque, you know? Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm learning, and I am uh, I want you guys to uh, continue uh, to stick with me, stick with us stick with the program and we're going we've got uh we've got some uh exciting uh um podcasts coming up with some guests, but sometimes, like I said before, we it's, might not even have a guest on here
1: we 'll have malcolm you know realize I mean? yes, that's right
0: <laughs> you know what I mean ranting and raving and ripping you know what i mean we didn't sometimes do too
1: much ranting today no i'm surprised I was expecting more. <laughs>
0: I was going to talk a little bit about Apple. You know, Apple released what? Apple just released the, uh, well, the announcement, they didn't release it yet. No, they didn't. didn't. (laughs) That's that's how people, that's how people get confused sometimes. Right. You think that something's the
1: announcements for the release of new technology.
0: (laughs) And that's the, and that's the amazing thing about marketing and through via social media, which, uh, uh, you know, small businesses like Brian's establishments, and big corporations are able to get you that involved and mm-hmm. that connected, where you're excited. You know, I'm excited about going in and going to a Dry 85. I'm excited. You know, if if Apple releases something to some greater or lesser degree, I mean, personally, I don't need an eye watch. You know what I mean? Give me. You know, what am I gonna do? Huh? Is it the iWatch watch or the Apple Watch? <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but it it it, it looks like Lobot. You know who Lobot was? No. Lobot was Lando Calrissian's right hand man, and he had a he had a he had the first Apple Watch. (laughs) Then I had the second one back in like uh, I think it was like 1977. It was a it was a calculator watch. (laughs) You know what I mean? So now it's evolved, and none of them really took off.
1: You know Uh, what I mean? A lot of people that had the calculator watch. I still see
0: some cats wearing calculator watches. (laughs) Yeah, I'm thinking about getting a cow. Yeah, and I'm also thinking about you know, I'm always losing so I'm always losing small. pens uh or my pens running out of ink, so I'm thinking about going back to the pen that has the multiple color ones. You know, oh the four one? The, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The one with the I clickers. still have one. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. one right
1: there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna steal that from you because uh, <laughs> I don't think it works anymore, yeah. but I'm gonna bring that back here yeah. I go Stilo a quatre one of those.
1: couleurs, that's what we call it. What the it? hell does that stilo, mean? Stilo stilo pen uh, ah. four
0: colors. Stilo. So. Yeah.
1: Stilo a Cat Stilo a Cat Exactly I can't pronounce
0: that But That being said Yeah Exciting stuff Being announced But we're here to announce Dry 85 if you know what I mean In Annapolis In Red Red Wine Bar And uh, that's it people You heard it here Brian Bolter Thank you uh, for Again Thank you for calling in Miriam Tazi mm. Thanks for being in the studio.
1: No problem. That's right. Thanks for having me.
0: No problemo. (laughs) And as always, this is your boy Malcolm Riddle saying, uh, "Domino motherfucker."